are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Hour number two, off and running with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. I'm here. Glad to be here. Beaver's here. I'm really glad that he's here. And you're here. And we're really glad you're here because that gives us a reason to be here. Thanks for tuning in, however you're listening, wherever, whenever. Appreciate you tuning into the show and the support. I don't know what all. Staying connected to you on this Friday because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out. Cspire.com. Right over here on the Murray West live thread. He's watching on YouTube, the live stream. And Blind Squirrel Sports says there's nothing more uniting than some good old sonic boom. for you too, Sven. He commented a little bit earlier over here on the Murray West live thread. Says we need some sonic boom. You got it. The original neck. All right, so feel free to text the show as well on the country pleasing text line 885-3776. Got it. Listen up, it's 885-3776, that's the number to text. Call the show on the Divinity phone, 995-1059, 995-1059. Call, text, or comment. Roll your windows down, turn it up to 11. Here we go. <laughs> if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. <clears throat> Thanks, uh, thankful for a little sonic boom. Get us in the right mood. Now, look here. I got a text from Scott with a picture to back it up. On the country pleasing text line, it says, I know you're not talking about fishing, but, and then he shows me a picture here. Last weekend, I caught a 13-inch and a 14-inch bass on one cast. <laughs> and he sure did. There he stands <clears throat> on the deck of the boat displaying what he caught. Now, I can't seem to zoom in here. That looks like that looks like that might be a topwater, like a spook, like they used to call it the Zara spook, or there's that one of those topwater frogs. What is that? Now, I may be wrong. Maybe it's a crankbait. One of those has got a lip on it because I can't quite see. But it's something with treble hooks, obviously, because the two fish have hit the same lure at the same time. He caught them both. What an experience. Been there. And look, you didn't even have to use one of those, what do they call it, an umbrella rig or the Alabama, quote-unquote Alabama rig that's kind of sort of cheating. 
<laughs> it's got a whole bunch of baits on it, you know. Uh, you didn't even have to do that. One bait. <clears throat> okay, so Rapala jointed shad wrap. All right. Okay, and look, y'all. That's kind of, I, I get it. It's lingo for fishermen, but if you bass fish, you know what a Rapala jointed shad wrap is. It's got a break in the middle of it. makes it have that swimming action. And the other thing is, when I was a kid, Scott, I used to say Rapala, and that ain't it. They say, the company says Rapala, and it's R-A-P-A-L-A. And the old tried and true shad wrap. And for those that don't know, shad being a type of bait fish that exists naturally in our freshwater rivers and lakes. Congratulations, Scott. Really cool. And I appreciate you sharing that fishing memory with me right there. I wish it was me, but if it couldn't be me. <laughs> I'm glad it's you. Sort of. And thanks for the picture also. Uh, a couple of other things here. State Grad 98 text the show. On the country pleasing text line, his predictions are he thinks LSU and TSUN end up losing. That ain't possible. Not possible, even though that might be what you wish, State Grad. That's, you know, we know it's not possible. He thinks LSU with a slightly higher NIL than, L than Ole Miss. So how about that? He thinks it's closer than I do. I think LSU's got a lot more invested. Uh, he says A&M loses even with a much higher NIL than their opponent. Who are they playing, Arkansas? I'll look them up. Says the same thing for Auburn. And then he says State's going to beat Alabama with a drastically lower NIL invested in the roster. All right, so State grad 98 is officially in, okay, with his prediction that State is going to beat Alabama. He's in. Don't buy it, Matt. You're not buying it. He, that what that that it'll happen or that that's actually his prediction don't you buy anything from state grad because last friday he texted during jake's show to tell us matter of factly woody marks is going to run for 150 yards and mississippi state's going to win well that man got 27 <laughs> and we know what happens at the end there and then he doubled down because jake said well i wonder if we should I wonder if we should take his, you know, his his picks. Uh, and he doubled down and said, we, State Grad 98, that is, said, we should always agree with my picks. <laughs> really? He thinks we should always agree? Always. Well, we can't do that. If we agree, we agree, but it's not like we're obligated to agree. If you're He says, I think State Grad believes you're obligated. No. It doesn't work that way, State Grad. Sorry. Well, because, see, then if it's obligated, then it's really not agreeing because it's obligated. It can't be, by definition, it can't be us agreeing with you unless we have complete and free open choice. <laughs> you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. State Grad does not want you to have free will. <laughs> there it is, State Grad. He summed it up for you. <laughs> All right, Tyler texts the show. He says, NIL money at Bama, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, et cetera, versus Ole Miss, MSU, Kentucky, et cetera, is like two guys racing where one has the best car can buy and one has a nice car, maybe a couple of years old. He said, the sad thing is that to win, you often need a master mechanic like a coach 
to make the difference. And if you win too many, the rich guy steals your mechanic. <laughs> yeah, or, or, Tyler, you need them to break down. You need the fancy car to have the alternator go out at just the right time. All right. I can get in on that. Let's see here. What does it say? <laughs> Y'all are something else, man. Because uh, I, I told you that earlier that uh, my friend Terry Fant, the pastor at Hickory Ridge, is coming on later in the hour. We're going to talk about that part in the Bible where Jesus said, get thee behind me. Satan and I asked you I said well, where did he say that and and why did he say that okay and we're going to talk about that later so I previewed that well Magic Mike has texted the show here and and to his credit now he points out that it could be sacrilegious <laughs> he says I don't mean to sound sacrilegious he says but in light of this weekend he says get thee behind me Saban okay <laughs> Hi, Mike. All right. We get one laugh, but we'll, we'll move on after that. <laughs> we'll move on after that. No, I appreciate the text. All right, games this weekend. Told you that we'd have some fun. So here's my question to you. Who's got more invested? Tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. on ESPN. You can watch it bright and early. I would encourage you not to watch the game day show on ESPN because you'll never get those brain cells back. But just wait and turn it on at 11. Maybe mute the TV, but turn it on at 11 and watch 22nd-ranked Florida at Kentucky. Florida's 3-1, Kentucky's 4-0. Uh, Florida at Kentucky. Which of those two teams? Football now. So basketball's obvious answer at Kentucky. But football, which of those two football teams has the most NIL dollars invested in the roster? Florida or Kentucky? See, I would think that it's Florida, wouldn't you? I mean, you never know. Also at 11, same time on the SEC Network, it's Texas A&M and Arkansas at Jerry's World uh, where the Cowboys play. And that is, well, let's see, yeah, 11 a.m. SEC Network. Of those two, there is no question who has more NIL dollars invested in the roster, is it, between A&M and Arkansas. Okay, on the Murray West live thread, go to murraywest.com. You need your logo embroidered on anything. They are a contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi since 1996, custom apparel and more. Check them out online, murraywest.com. If you need your logo on anything, something you're going to wear, shirt, hat, whatever, or anything else. For your company, for your brand, for your team, for your church, for your business, go to Murray West here in Mississippi. Find them online, murraywest.com, M-U-R-R-Y, west.com. Mark commented on the Murray West live thread on YouTube and says Kentucky has more invested than Florida. How about that? So he thinks I get it wrong. Texas A&M, Arkansas, also at 11 on the SEC Network. And then you have the 230-CBS game. Top-ranked Georgia 4-0 at Auburn. 
on the Plains, 230 CBS. And Georgia is a couple touchdown favorite, as you might expect. And, uh, you know, there's really no question there, like, who's got the most? Now, you might be surprised how much Auburn does have pulled up and ready to invest or already invested in their NIL game, but it's going to still probably pale in comparison to what Georgia does. Um, But answer the question. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. Who's got more NIL tied up in their roster, Georgia or Auburn? 3 o'clock, SEC Network. It's Missouri and Vandy. Missouri's ranked, by the way, pretty good, 4-0. and And they go to Vandy. That's in Nashville. Hey, did you did y'all see the story? Let me see if I can pull this up here, possibly. I saw a story this morning come flashing up on Twitter. I didn't get to click it and read it, though. It was from it was from Kendall Rogers, who covers college baseball. Look at this. His tweet said, The entire Vanderbilt baseball roster has entered a new NIL deal with Anchor Impact Collective. First-class partnership benefiting the nation's preeminent college baseball program. We're proud to support the Vandy boys as they make an anchor impact in our Middle Tennessee community. There it is right there. They done signed up. (laughs) Hey, all of them. Every baseball player. Now, keep in mind, Again, I go back to definitions. We have talked about definitions. I do believe that definitions that are tied to either titles or phrases matter. Okay, words matter for that reason because they all have a definition. Name, image, and likeness. (laughs) Okay, and keep in mind, it's all of them. It's every baseball player who, who knows their name. What do they look like? When we say likeness, what do we even mean? Like, you can't even tell me what jersey number they were. You don't know. They don't even know. Vandy's fans don't know. Not yet. But every one of them has struck a deal. That's how stupid this is. It's stupid that you call it name, image, and likeness. We can sit here and debate all of the things. Should you? Shouldn't you? Why did they? Court cases? Did that bad? Whatever. You know, waste of time. But I'm just saying call it what it is. Stop calling it. I mean, it ain't name is likeness. The whole baseball team signed up. Every last one of them. Don't take my word for it. You can go read about it on Kendall Rogers' Twitter account. NIL. It ain't NIL. It's not. That's not what it is. Okay, but for all intents and purposes, here we go. Let's call it NIL. Uh, all right, so to recap. 11 a.m. games, you got Florida, Kentucky, and Texas A&M, Arkansas. 2.30 on CBS is Georgia-Auburn. 3 o'clock on SEC Network is Missouri-Vandy. And then night game, well, really afternoon game, 5 o'clock on ESPN because you have two primetime games on ESPN, and so a 5 and an 8. So 5 o'clock game ESPN is LSU-Ole Miss. LSU 3-1, Ole Miss 3-1. LSU's 2-0 in the league. Ole Miss 0-1 after the loss to Alabama. Um, Those two schools. We seem to be, like, people differ. Who's got more NIL, quote-unquote, dollars invested in their roster, LSU or Ole Miss right now? 6-30, Tennessee hosting South Carolina. 
That'll be on the SEC Network at 6.30. Tennessee, not quite two touchdown favorites. Expected to win the game. They're ranked. South Carolina's not. South Carolina's defense not that great. You know, got a good quarterback. They are 2-2, two 1-1 and two, one and one in the SEC after the win over State last week. Tennessee is 3-1. and one. They're 0-1 oh in the SEC after getting whipped by the Florida Gators. South Carolina, Tennessee, which of those two has the most NIL dollars invested in their roster? And then we get to the nightcap. 8 o'clock kick tomorrow night on ESPN. That's around half an hour before bedtime. That's what that is. But I digress. <laughs> so Alabama at State. Bama's 3-1, and 1-0 one, one and oh in the SEC. State's 2-2, 0-2. Two two, oh losses to LSU and South Carolina. Bama prohibitive favorite. Which of those two has more NIL dollars invested in their roster? You know what I notice? I think it's a very matter-of-fact, very plain, very obvious question. But... I don't know. It's like people don't really want to talk about it. Why not? Don't you think it makes a difference? I mean, if we were talking pro baseball, right? If we were just talking pro baseball, whether or not in baseball it actually affects the outcome or not, if I were to ask you, okay, the Yankees are playing division rival Tampa, which of those two teams has more invested in the roster? Well, we'd talk about it. You'd answer it. It's like that one. The Yankees. But why is it why does it feel icky to talk about it in regards to what we're doing now in, in college football and elsewhere? I don't, I don't know why. I think part of it is is they don't want to talk about it, and I can't figure that out right now. Question. Well, let's just throw this out here. Let's just and again, you may not want to answer, you might. Feel free to type in an answer if you're on um if you're Mark or some of the guys that are right now tuning in on the the uh, Murray West live thread, like on YouTube or Facebook, LSU, UT, he's picking those to win. Sven's got Tennessee over South Carolina. People are making picks. Matthew said, better sleep in, Matt. Going to be a long one tomorrow. You ain't right. Yeah, not kidding, Matthew. But seriously, y'all comment. If I were to ask you this, the, in, the in, quote-unquote NIL dollars, that teams have invested in players and rosters, how big of a factor is that in today's college football world? How much impact, okay, does it have on rosters and win, therefore wins and losses? Okay, let's do a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much impact NIL has on the outcomes in college football? One being it has almost no impact, 10 being it has incredible impact. Scale of 1 to 10, how would you answer that? How much impact does it have? I mean, you look at Colorado. Right? I mean, how much impact? I'd say going from two wins a year the last few years to all of a sudden... <laughs> Three and one, and you're on national television every week, selling out every seat you've got, and you know, millions and millions and millions of people watching you on TV. How much impact? Scale of one to ten. One being none, ten being the most. How much impact does NIL 
injected into the roster and, you know, building your roster, how much impact does it have? Mark says it's an 8 out of 10. Roshana on Facebook, Murray West Live Thread, says it's a 10 out of 10. Matthew says 8.5 out of 10. Okay, well, here's the next question. That's just three answers, but here's the next question for y'all. If it has that much impact, why does nobody cover it? Why does college game day not touch on it? They won't touch it. They wouldn't touch it with a flipping stick. Y'all know what a flipping stick is? It's a long fishing rod that you use for a certain type of fishing in like close quarters and treetops and on the bank and boat docks and lily pads where you don't have to make a cast. You're dropping it right where you want to. They won't touch it with a flipping stick. Most of the time it's almost 8 feet long, 7, 10, maybe 8 feet long. They won't even like and if it has that much if if it has that much impact, why don't they touch on it? Why don't they cover it? Why don't they factor it in? Wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Can't figure out why though. I mean, reality's reality. We can all handle it. We can all handle it. Talk about it. <laughs> they won't talk about it. Beats anything I've ever seen. And all it does for me is just fuel the idea I already had that they're cowards. They're sellout cowards. All they care about, the Herbies and all of them, all they care about is the dollars in their pocket do not care about one single solitary thing else. They're cowards. Cowards and sellouts. That's what they are. Your text, your comments coming up. Also, today's version of overrated, underrated, or appropriately rated with my man Beaver. Stick around for that. Next. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Tyler says, no one likes to talk NIL because it is supposed to create parity. But instead, it just dissolved the idea that great programs were just better recruiters and makes lesser fan bases feel cheap for not spending more. That's Tyler on the country-pleasing text line. As far as the impact that it has uh, right now, Pookie text the show and says so far five and a half he'd give it just for kind of middle ground he says you still lose the games you're supposed to lose and win the games you're supposed to win for the most part that's what that's his answer as to the impact it's having um let's see on the murray west live thread go to murraywest.com contract embroidery company here in mississippi so if you need your Logo embroidered or printed on something, that's where you need to go. Uh, check them out online, murraywest.com. Uh, Charles says, Alabama just initiated an Alabama forever that is not only for current players but for all previous players. That is interesting. I think I saw a note about that. I need to read up on it. Uh, Roshana says, 
My guess is they're a bunch of glass-half-full folks that don't want to call a spade a spade. NIL has Saban in his feelings. I think what she's touching on is what uh, Coach Saban said in his press conference this week. And I actually agree with what he said. It, you know, To the impact, I don't really know. I'm not in that world. I'm only viewing it from the outside, You know, forming an opinion that way. I'm not out trying to recruit players. I don't know what the conversations are like. But in terms of what you call it, you know, whole world calling it name, image, and likeness, and that ain't what it is. And he said that. Not that I know of. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know of anybody that has asked us, you know, for that. Um, but look, you know, name, image, and likeness is not really name, image, and likeness. I mean, I think we all understand what it's become, and and what we allowed it to become. And I said long ago, and got very criticized for. Is this what we want college football to become? So it's becoming what it's becoming, and and that's okay. I mean, we'll just adapt and do what we have to do to be able to compete, uh, whatever the circumstances are. So um, do I think that it would be uh, judicious to have some guardrails on some things? Uh, I think you can figure that one out just as well as anybody else. <laughs> Again, we're not going to just we're going to let you infer some things. All right, it's time for overrated, underrated. Where's my bell? Hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. Friday going well for you so far? Yeah, it's good. Have you fully forgiven me for calling your cell phone during Jake's show yesterday afternoon? Oh yeah, that was. I it, it was a little, little confusing. I looked down and there's a picture of, night. However you are, however old you are in that picture, that's my <laughs> contact photo for you. Nineteen twenty. Yeah. Like what is nineteen year old Matt White doing calling me? And then oh, let's talk about this because so <laughs> it was Darren Jake's show and I was like, yeah. oh that's odd. But then so the next segment he had an interview, so I called you during that interview, and then you couldn't remember right. what you had called me for only eight minutes earlier. I mean, it was ten minutes, and you called me back, and I could not remember it for the life of me why I called you the first time. And, Beaver, and I, asked, <laughs> I asked you the usual questions that we discussed. I said, okay, do you want to talk about something food-related? Do you want to talk about the office do you need to take off tomorrow? Because those are our <laughs> usual three topics. Right, right. I, I'm telling you, and it was it was one of those moments where we hung up. You and I hung up the phone on that one. The, the call back, we hung up the phone, and I thought, "Well, Beaver, okay, welcome to what Annabeth deals with all the time." <laughs> I'm telling you, whatever that it is, that thing they label people as having an attention span that jumps all over the place. Look, I've got it, and. It can be one second to the next. And I know we all forget things, but I do it too often. And it's not necessarily like smooth forgetting because give me an hour, I'll come back to it. By the way, when you called me, Beaver, I showed Mary Liddy my phone. I said, Liddy, look at this. Beaver's calling. Because my entire screen, the whole thing is a full screen picture of a real beaver <laughs> when you called me. What did she say? She laughed. She's like, what is that? I was like, it's a real beaver. It's beaver calling. Uh, I remember what it was, by the way, that I was calling to discuss with you. Oh, you never told me. No. I, well, I just now remembered. <laughs> I called you because I was going to discuss with you that we need to come up with a code word 
that is your way of letting me know, hey, Bill is in here and he wants to talk on the microphone. Because oh. you remember that happened yesterday, right? Yeah. Well, oh, man. I hear him back there. Hey, Bill, what should our code word be? <laughs> we got to think of something that, Bill, let's see, it could be, um, let's see, what, what was these shows? Bill liked WKRP in Cincinnati. He liked... Uh, <laughs> booger. <laughs> See, I told you. You could do booger. Uh, we could say turkey drop. We could call it, hey, that's a code word. When Bill's in the studio, just say turkey drop. <laughs> Not that you're a turkey or anything, okay, but it's a yes. reference to WKRP. I could swear turkeys could fly. <laughs> As God is my witness. Witness. <laughs> I, I thought turkeys, turkeys could fly. That's a great segment. Y'all look at that. for a very short distance. Okay. Well, listen, Bill, you're going to have to be an observer for this segment, but you're going to hear it for the first time. Okay. It's something we've been doing, and Beaver is willing to play this game with me. And so you just stand by because this time for Beaver and I to play a game called, called Overrated or Underrated. Well, can I ask you a question first? What, what kind of thing comes up on your phone when I call you? It just says, Bill. Oh, I thought maybe I don't have a that. picture in there for it. Yeah. Well, you know, I sent you that picture one time on my, when we were talking about beards. And, yeah. And and I sent you that picture of me in the, the beard. You know. Yeah. And I thought you might put that. I could do that. Oh, you know what I may use? Shot. I know what I may use. <laughs> yeah. The day that you were taped up with garbage bags all oh, over. Oh yeah. You have you got station. that? I've have got it. Got what that? was that? <laughs> Remind me what that was for. Yeah, I was going on the roof to work on the satellite. Yeah, that's it was what raining. it was, and it was raining. It, George posted it. Our engineer posted it on <laughs> okay. Facebook. And he th he says it's Fred Flintstone. Is what That's what like. it looks like. All right, I'm going to use that. I told him I needed to rattle up my pants. All right, look, so we got two yeah. minutes, or we're going to run out of time. Yeah. All right, right, so here you go, Beaver. First up, overrated, underrated, appropriately rated. On this day in 1985, this show debuted on ABC. <laughs> Okay, and this is theme song, and it does have a little bit of a lead up. And in just a second, it'll catch on. Beaver, do you have it already? No. Okay, here it is. This is MacGyver. This is oh. MacGyver. So, what do you got? Over, under, or appropriately ready? Man, MacGyver was. Awesome. Mm-hmm. He could make bubble gum, a paper clip, and a toothpick and blow up your block. <laughs> yes. And did you ever see MacGruber? Yes, I was gonna say that. That was even better. <laughs> On SNL, because MacGruber was like the version of MacGyver who all he all he ever did was blow himself up. <laughs> Alright, so are you saying it was underrated? It was pretty big at the time, so I, I yeah. would guess it was appropriately. Okay, so appropriately rated. Didn't they try to remake it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. Not right. Just recently. In my opinion, if you're not asking me, but my opinion would be that it actually was better than they even gave it credit for. So I'd give it a little bit underrated. All right, here you go. This day, 1986, one year later, debuting on this day on CBS was...
That would be Designing Women with a decided tie to the state of Mississippi with the show Designing Women. Over, under, or appropriate? I, I'm going to go over. I okay. do declare. Wow. Wow. All right, let's go, let's go quick here. Let's get into one more. The, the next one is this. Uh, in 1992, the 100th episode of this show aired. Hey, you got it. Roseanne. The 100th episode aired on this day in 92. What do you think about that one? Uh, I'm trying to remember because I'm trying to, the new one yeah. has clouded my. The Connors? The Connors. It, yeah. it may have clouded what I, my <laughs> memories of the original. Okay. I liked Roseanne. I wasn't one of my favorites. Okay. Appropriately rated. Appropriate. Okay. So there we go. But this we did confirm. Beaver really liked the show MacGyver. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's a good one. I also like Stargate SG-1 that he was in also like later on. I didn't know anything about that one. The guy who starred as MacGyver yeah. you know, was in that. All right. Stick around. Sometimes during the uh, commercial breaks, I do squats in the studio because I, I stand during the radio show. I hate sitting down for extended periods of time in a, in a room in a chair. I don't mind sitting for an extended period of time in a car. That's different. I'm getting somewhere. But I don't like sitting down in the house or in the office or in the studio or anywhere for a long period of time. Annabeth gets on to me. I stand up watching TV. <laughs> She's like, sit down. You're making me uncomfortable looking at you standing over there. So sometimes I do exercise, like I, you know, squat instead of just standing stationary during the break. It's like a little exercise goes a long way. And it's really something you ought to do every day, right? Like, and you get to you go look at some older folks. And, and people go through stuff, but you can tell who exercises and who doesn't. <laughs> what about the daily exercise of putting your nose in the Bible? And reading scripture, daily devotion, daily Bible study. Not reading, now study. What about that? Well, and sometimes you even need a, a buddy, a friend. You could call it a, a brother or sister in Christ who helps you. Maybe they're studying and they come across something and they want to share it with you. And it causes you to get your Bible up and study. Well, that's all exercise that's good. And my friend Terry Fant, pastor at Hickory Ridge Baptist Church, he did that to me recently. And back earlier in the week, he said, hey, there's something we need to talk about. And it was a verse. And, well, I went and read it. And then I started Googling and I read some other stuff and read a little bit more. 
And this is the verse. Okay, it starts right here. This is uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 23 in the New Testament. But he turned and said to Peter, by the way, y'all, he being Jesus himself, Jesus turned and said to Peter, and it quotes him here, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Can you imagine being Peter, a disciple, knowing full well and seeing full well with your own eyes who Jesus is, and for Jesus to turn to you and say to you, get behind me, Satan? All right, so I've got to bounce it off somebody who can help me with this, and he is Terry Fant on your radio right now. Terry, uh, first of all, how's that for a lead-in? How I mean, would your knees shake? Would you fall down? Would you turn white as a sheet? Like, how do you think you would react if Jesus said to you, get behind me, Satan? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I I thought about um, think, phrases people have said to me over my life that, you know, have affected me in, in one statement, you know. Right. And I remember one time I was a, I was a kid, and I had a, had a cousin that played a catcher. He was playing in the World Series, and, and I had an uncle walk up, and his dad said, and we were getting the picture, and he he bumped me on the shoulder, and said, "Get out of the way, sport! We're trying to take a picture." And that that was one of those statements that really really hurt. You know what I mean? Like yes. really impacted me as a little kid. Imagine having Jesus right say, "Get behind me, Satan!" And then he goes on to say, "You're an offense to me." <laughs> wow, man! Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people nowadays that talk about being offended, but it ain't the same kind of deal as. Uh, the Son of God, the God-Man, the Savior, saying to you, "You are an offense to me." Okay, so so help me out here. Let's this story that surrounds Jesus saying this to Peter. For those listening, Terry, what do they need to know about what's going on here? Okay, leading into it, remember we always say context is king. Yeah, context helps us to determine what a passage means. Okay, it keeps us from taking one verse out of context. So flowing into it. Jesus has asked the question of his disciples, who do people say that I am? It's back in verse 16. And they answer and say, well, they, some say that you're John the Baptist, some Elijah. And then he says, okay, well, then who do you say that I am? And Peter, uh, Peter answers and says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus' phrase to him is, blessed are you. Hmm. Blessed are you for flesh and blood cannot. Okay, so now he's identified him as God shown him that Jesus is the Messiah. And, and the statement is in verse 17, blessed are you. But it turns into, he then begins having a conversation with them about the fact that because there he is, he's revealing to them, he's about to go in verse 21 and 22 and die for the sins of the world, going to suffer, you know, a lot of, at the hands of the elders and the chief priests, and he's going to die and rise again. Uh And Peter didn't want that. Peter steps up and says something that proves, uh, and acts a certain way, that proves that he was wanting what he wanted when he wanted it. Okay. And, and you know what's interesting about that, too, in the, in the story of Jesus and those disciples, like it's like Jesus kept dropping the hints for a long time that, you know, he was here for, for, for maybe a different reason than what they understood, right? And then, so right. Here, he, here he just comes right out, sits them down, tells them, this is what's about to happen. Because it said in verse 21, Jesus began to show his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem, suffer many things, the elders and chief priests, and be killed and be raised. So he just came right out and told them this is what's about to happen. 
And and then in like you said, Terry. So in verse twenty two, it says, "Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you.'" So he wasn't asking; he was saying. And so, what's your take on that? To how that sets up the fact that Peter took Jesus aside and rebuked him before Jesus said that. To yeah. Peter. So think about this, Matt. You know the term uh, Satan. You know he calls him Satan. Yeah. So if you think about satanic living, you know, I think you and I shared earlier, what, what would we think of as satanic living? We would think about some kind of crazy sacrifices, you know, yeah. uh, pentagrams and, and, and things like that. But Jesus identified it as this attitude that Peter put his, his will and his desire and what he wanted above what the Son of God had just said was the will of God. Wow. And, he, and think about it. Now, he put, can you just see, it says he pulls Jesus aside. Now, now, can you see he, he grabbed Jesus by the arm? Hey, come over here. I need to tell you something. <laughs> I need, I need to get you. I need to straighten you out. And he says he rebu- that word rebuke is a strong condemnation. He says, "No way is this going to happen to you. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen." Yeah. Wow. Wow. So is right. We see the creation. We see the creation uh, trying to dictate to Creator mm-hmm. what he's going to do. Now we have to think about Peter too. We have to. We have to think before we get too strong on him. He's left everything to follow the God. Right. And, of course, his desire is what? For him to stay with him. Right. And and probably, you know, still was hanging on to this idea that there might be some sort of military takeover and it was going to be all bliss now, like right now, yes. right? And right. I, I'm okay. like you. I could see Peter saying, listen, man, I didn't leave my wife. And go on this journey and leave everything I've ever known to come up here and just let go and watch you walk up there and be killed. I, I didn't come out here for this. Uh, <laughs> right? Well, you nailed it right there. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah you nailed it right and, there. And Jesus, and you look, well, you nailed it. And, like, it knocks me back what you're saying. That is clear in that scripture. Because the next verse, he says, he turned to Peter, said, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And what you said is, Jesus himself identifying as satanic an attitude of, I want what I want. I don't care what you want. Mm, my goodness. I mean, and he's, he's identifying it as not just wrong, yeah. but as he called him Satan. I mean, that, I, that's, that's big. It's huge. And think about it, it's the antithesis, isn't it? It's the antithesis to what Jesus prayed in the garden. Yeah. If this cup can pass from me, may it be so, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Well, and and so there's Jesus, the perfect example of saying, yes, you know, mm-hmm. in, that, in those words, not my will, but thine, but effectively saying, you know, whether I... Whether I like this or not, I am still in your hands, and I still trust it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. what? Um, what's the? And, I, and maybe we've already said it. Maybe this is a repeat. But what's the major takeaway here, Terry? I believe the major takeaway is oftentimes we see some of the darker, bigger sins as you know, murder, rape, drug abuse, what have you. Um, when when those are just examples of uh, human nature being expressed right through action. But here Jesus says some of the greatest uh, living that we can do that looks like Satan is when we put our will and our way above his will 
and his way. And man, that's a that's a wake up call for believers, isn't it? Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. No question. No question. Because I'll be honest, the first time I began to suffer a little bit in any kind of way that, you know, most of the time my prayer immediately is, you know, Lord, heal this, take this away from me, stop this, I don't want this, don't do this. And and really I probably don't often enough, Terry, hit my knees and first of all, thank him for who he is and for loving me. And and often enough, my prayer is not, Lord, your will, not mine, whatever that may be. Um, and so it kind of... I think some of the takeaway, too, Matt, is, is uh, like you said, some of the takeaway is us intentionally seeking his will. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, some of that is already determined. He's already given it to us, like in Matthew 20 and 19, 20, go and make disciples. Yeah. And then the second part, I think, a takeaway would be surrendering to his will. Surrendering, Yeah. Yeah, we sing that. We used to sing the song in church all the time. I surrender all. Oh, it's like uh, it's like Ray Comfort said. You know, if you look up the original definition of the word "all," you know what it means. It means all. <laughs> hey, Terry. Hey, uh, we never we never would say I surrender some. Would we? No, we wouldn't. That's they didn't write that. <laughs> great stuff, man. Hey, thank you. I hope you have a great weekend, Terry. Appreciate it. You too, Matt. Always a blast. Yep. That's Terry Fant, pastor Hickory Ridge Baptist Church. Check out his podcast, Truth For Today, with Terry Fant. Y'all have a great weekend. See you on Monday. See you.